Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse presents the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Brother, 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 brother. My name is Michael. I've always dreamed about having a brother. Colvin Brothers. You're my kid brother and you take care of me. Michael is the music guy. I'm the movie guy. Put us together. We're the Colvin Brothers. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You're listening to the Colvin Brothers. Daddy and Uncle Michael. So... What does your brother do to you? It's not a Colvin party. Let the cops show up. Oh boy! Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Colvin brothers on Z93. The clock on the wall says three o'clock. Number six for Colvin. Mom always likes you best. Oh brother! Colvin Brothers. Ash Brown. On Z93. Numbers up. One, two, two seconds, three, four, five. What are you doing? Six, seven. Why aren't you trying eight, to go get something? Nine, ten. What is he doing? With the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Three.
Good afternoon, everybody. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Colvin Brothers on Z93, the number show. Bob Seeger kicking things off, Feel Like a Number. He does feel like a number. It's a song that he wrote, and you know, he got a little bit of criticism for it, but the bottom line is that Bob Seeger was blue collar. He didn't just pander to blue collar. He literally worked on the GM assembly line for half a shift, said this ain't for me and quit his job. So years later, this is the same album that had old time rock and roll. It's called Stranger in Town, which that is mentioned in the song and the lyrics. Uh, so when he wrote this song, he spoke from his own experience. Yeah, old time rock and roll is something that stuck with our family for the longest time. I think it was the conga line at Christmas Eve 1985 where Marty fell down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> It's funny how things uh, kind of stick with you for your whole life. But if you want to go with your favorite numbers, and I know you played football for, you know, for maybe a couple of games back in the eighties. Oh uh, no, it was the seventies, and it was nineteen seventy-seven and seventy-eight. I was, you know, in third and fourth grade, and it just wasn't for me. But do you have a favorite number? Because for me, if I had a choice for my jerseys, this is even when I played softball because I created my own softball league when I worked at Burlington Co Factory. Yeah, I would go with number forty-four, Reggie. Number twenty-three, Don Mattingly, and of course later on in life, I've always loved seventy-seven because that's the year of the Sizz. I don't know if you've ever heard this story because it predates your life. I used to take a mahogany crayon out of the, the 64 Crayola crayons. Mahogany crayon mama? Uh, yes, I always used to take a mahogany mommy crayon <laughs> and I would write the number 12 on windowsills and drove mom nuts. So okay. I guess 12 was my favorite number. I did that with, uh, there was this character, I forgot what show he was on, but he was called Gemini. Uh, and I told mom, I said, I really want this for, for Christmas. She's like, well, write it down so you don't forget. And to this day, I still have like my Snoopy uh, bank. And, and my chicken clock. Well, yeah, the Tanner, Tanner actually told me this morning, he's like, daddy, that, that chicken alarm clock is pretty cool. <laughs> Even though it's like half broke. But anyways, I would write Gemini on all of my things because I didn't want to forget it for Christmas. And then Christmas came around, dad said, they don't sell that anywhere. And they didn't sell it anywhere. Oh. So I just that was back He-Man. when Dad did all his shopping in one day at Consumers. Yeah, or Kmart. Uh, did he go to Kmart? Yeah, Kmart. Every are you the only sibling that didn't work there? Yeah, I never worked at Kmart. Christopher Carolyn and Jennifer all worked at Kmart. Yeah. That Kmart's. Was, I think that was one of our trivia, which eventually we're going to get back to. All right. All right. So announcement time. Oh. This isn't as big as last time, but it, it's cool because when, let me just kind of set this up. When the Renegades came on Z93, yes. they were full season starting in May because April, COVID, they didn't get to start on time. So me and Michael, we had our show at supper time at six o'clock with the Colvin brothers on Z93. Renegades game started at 435. So we kind of had to jump around a little bit. So, you know, our boss said, why don't you just go with 3 o'clock, do a 75-minute show, and you're good. Well, fast forward to the present time. The Renegades are not in the playoffs. The Renegades are done for 2021. And we're going back to 6 o'clock because that's the spot that we're comfortable with. Yeah, it's a, it's dinner time with the Colvin brothers. And, and like we say all the time, we can't stress this enough, you can really listen anytime. The podcasts are there. We've got 58 episodes up as I'm speaking. And there's you know a new one every week. So if 6 o'clock Sundays doesn't work for you, trust me, there's a million ways to listen on your own time. All right, the Colvin brothers on Z93. 93, officially sponsored by Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse and uh, going on right now, Falcons and Giants, and to make sure you get down there for Jets Broncos, 26 flat screens, it's football Sunday, you gotta be there. And this is one of the songs they're probably playing at Giants Stadium, that's what I still call it. Yes. Uh, this is not their normal sound. Like, this was the hit that Blur had. Yeah. Song 2. But they're really like one of, like more of a modern day kinks type of band, but we love it and we want to get everybody revved up because it's Sunday, baby. It's the number show with the Coven Brothers on Z9 93. I got my head checked by a jumbo check. It wasn't easy, but nothing ate. 
when I was young It's not my problem It's not my problem Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse in Poughkeepsie is the official sponsor of the Coleman Brothers Show here on Z93. And if you're looking to host your private party, Mahoney's has two great options. The vast room can hold parties from 30 to 200 people. The room gives you privacy for meetings, holiday parties, rehearsal dinners, retirement parties, and so much more. Then there's the Clotter Room, ready for your next party, accommodating up to 85 people, featuring your own bar and dance floor. Book your next event today. Call Pat at 471-7026 or visit Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. I got you now. Right here with the Colvin Brothers on Z93. I got my first real six string, bought it at the five and done. Played it till my fingers bled. Was a summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band and we tried real hard.
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93, the number show. Brian Adams, summer of 69, going out to the crew at the Beans Cat Cafe in Beacon. It's not about the year. And uh, I brought my uh, my kids down there. If you get a chance, bring Bryce. You basically walk in. You have to pay a couple bucks because it goes towards you know food and maintenance. And you get, get yourself a coffee. You get a half hour with Bryce in there with all the cats. Tanner and Olivia loved it. Can I bring a cat? No, you don't bring a cat. Oh, because I got Juju. They want you to take a cat. So no, you go in no, there. no, no, I've got enough. They have partners with the Hudson Valley Animal Rescue and Sanctuary, so the, you know, it's a cool thing. You play with the cats, and then you adopt the cats. Okay, well, again, you know, Bryce can do that at home. I always try to do something I can't do, and I'm like, I, I can't play baseball at home, so I take her to Renegades. She loved, by the way, you did uh, PA over at the Renegades for Zoles uh, yep. a week ago Friday, and she was in seventh heaven. Like By the, by the end of the game, I don't know if you were able to hear her, but she was mimicking everything you said. Yeah. Foul ball! Yeah, she, she, she probably got on the microphone a couple of times, because she kept saying, banana! Yeah, yeah, that's that's Banana. a catch, that's a catch where it's like me with Zen. Oh, Zen, yeah. <laughs> the Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On Z93. The Colvin Five this week. So you're a kid in your dad's car. What is he about to make you listen to? And what I can remember from back in the day, um, if we were in the car with dad, it was always instrumentals, which was the Ventures, it was the kind of sticks out of my mind, and Elvis Presley. Our mother famously had an 80 Ford Pinto. She had a, a GM station wagon before that, and uh, even before that, a 69 Oldsmobile, all with just AM radios. That Maybe the station wagon had FM, but there was no there was no way to play your own media in any of her cars until much later when we were grown up. But our father bought a motorhome in 1978 because we were living six and a half hours away in Dale City, Virginia, and have those keys. We would come, yeah, we would come back at least <laughs> at least once a year, if not twice. We'd usually come back for an army tailgate, and then there'd always be like a family event that we'd want to attend. So for that six and a half hour drive, his friend Leonard Van Lowe, we used to call him Van, lived around the corner from us, and he had also moved to Virginia from New York. Made him cassette copies of. Phil Spector albums that were completely out of print at that time. Yeah. So that's why we, to this day, know the Crystals, the Ronettes, and all that stuff so well because that's and Johnny Cash too because those things were on the cassettes that Dad would play back and forth between Dale City and Peekskill, New York. And I was trying to think this. You might actually know um, when I used to be in Dad's car because obviously the Colvin Five is the cassettes, but Dad would always have on the baseball games. He would bring me to Little League. He would bring me to Channel. We mentioned over by Wallbombs. <laughs> yes. And Bob Murphy is stuck in my brain. But for the life of me, I can't remember who was the radio guy before John Sterling because I have no clue. If I heard the name, I would. But Sterling's been doing it since what eighty nine. Yeah, he left the Braves. To he come was with to the, the Braves Yankees. before that. Yeah. Um, Which we might get a correction on. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. No corrections today, but we'd love to bring him back next week. Yeah. I can't remember, but if somebody told me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Number five, D.O.T. Taylor. Yes. Motown. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, Motown covers a lot of bases because you, you, it's a genre of music that really took uh, hold right before the Beatles hit. And then continued, I'd consider Motown to be going through like the mid to late 70s with Stevie Wonder, the Jackson 5, Smokey and the Miracles, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it still stands up as great music. We both play it at weddings to this day and even at Mahoney's when we're spinning too. Yeah, George's dad is no longer with us, but he was like Mr. T. That's what George would call him. Dude looked like Mr. Atlas. I don't know. Are you remember Tony Atlas? From yeah, back sure. In the, yeah, yeah. Dude, muscles on top of muscles. Wow. And uh, I don't think George has worked out a day in his life, though. Speaking of muscles, <laughs> pulling muscles from the shell, Yateen in New Paltz at number four squeezes RG Bargy, which plays like a greatest hits. It features pulling muscles from the shell, If I Didn't Love You, and Nail in My Heart. So those are three big, big squeeze songs. Her father loved the band, and uh, that, that's the tape that he rolled. And to this day, she sings uh, Squeeze at karaoke when possible. Number three, Joanna near. Lake George. She listens online, Z93HV.com, along with her son Wyatt. 
good times and great oldies. Her dad, who's originally from uh, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. or the Bronx, no, the Bronx. He's, oh, yeah, there's a big difference. You yes. can't confuse the two. He's also named Frank. Uh, All right. Oh, uh, so that's uh, Very much a malcontent as well as our father. Everybody from the Bronx was named Frank or Vito. And uh, Ken Elder, what, uh, what, what what are some oldies that you can share with us? How about some doo-wah titties? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I appreciate it. You don't do many impressions, but you make me laugh with all of them. Number two, Ben in Lebanon, Tennessee. I don't know if this was a gag, but it's so different than everything else. I did else. enjoy this. Yeah, two live crew. <laughs> and when I was at Deco's in Kingston, it was a oh, diner man. that they turned into a, a nightclub for, yeah, yeah. didn't last long. It was only around for like a year and a half. and they, 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 It was it was the hottest ticket in town, but it, it, as usual, new owners came in and destroyed it. I worked for your old boss recently. He's now a caterer. Oh, uh, Phil Giziano. Yeah, 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 he was, the again, he was the manager. He was fine. It was okay. the owner's that messed everything up. But there was two live crews, me so horny, which is what everybody remembers. But there was another one where they would say, hey, we want something. And I was probably the only bar disc jockey that even played this song because I'm me. And it was like a big part of the night's presentation. Like you had to have that moment. And people that didn't know anybody were like, I can't believe you're playing this song. I'm like, yeah, but take a look at the crowd. Yeah, when I worked at McGillicuddy's in New Paltz, there was something on the same vein. It's from a band called Akinelli, which, look it up, folks, because I'm not going to name the songs. I know what you're Yes. But the bartender. You who, know who loves that song? Our, our, our niece, Brianna, Breezy T. Uh, but the bartender at the end of the night said, he's like, I don't say a lot of things about the music you play. That was vile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big closer. Big closer. Denver Darren. And, uh, and I think he's still recovering from Oktoberfest. And Mullen Cairo, who I just added to our wrestling group. Uh, because he's a big wrestling fan. He's a cool kid. Polkas, the complete cassette. And you know what? With uh, with Polkas, that's another thing that goes back to uh, Frank and, and the Colvin. For years, you know, our family parties, depending on what year it was, you would have like the biggest hit. So it was at mid-80s, you'd get the Pointer Sisters or whatever. Oh, yeah. But it always included Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, Crocodile Rock, Shaving Cream by Benny Bell, and Grandma would break out the Polkas. Some of these never released on CD. I found this on YouTube. And when we reach the moon, that was for you, Aunt Lisa. Sorry we can't make your Halloween party. Hey, I, I might still be able to make it. That party's tentative. Uh, she's already moving it into November. Hi, this is Louis Chu. You're listening to the Numbers Show with the Coven Brothers on Z93. My favorite number is 13, Beef and Broccoli.
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. It's the number show. Chicago, 25 or 6 to 4. And Chicago, well, some form of Chicago. They were just at Bethel Woods a couple weeks ago. It's like it's Robert Lamb who wrote this song, and I think maybe one horn player left. And I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting these guys. I've been a fan of Chicago my entire life because their debut – uh, synced up with my debut. We both came out in the summer of 69, but over the years, yeah, mem- members have trailed off. There's a really good documentary about them. Um, what channel? Uh, I think it's just streaming, like maybe Netflix or okay, what have you. The Bee Gees one I still haven't seen yet. No, no, you have to watch that. But it, it's one of those sad situations where so many people associate Peter Cetera with that band because <laughs> he, he voiced so many of the hits, yeah. and they couldn't hate each other more. He's in all the Geico commercials now. Is he? And I and I love Peter Cetera just because the cheese factor is so amazing, but he did all the karate kid and you know what me and michael talked a lot about cobra kai we're gonna be talking about it soon because it's coming there's up. another season dropping right yeah in december and speaking of something dropping yeah this friday i thought you were gonna say a deuce no no i did that before well, this you friday, that's your catchphrase that's part of the show now yeah dropping a deuce yes this friday october 1st hbo max and the movie theaters if you want to get out there it's the many saints of newark it's the prequel to the sopranos I tv show i can't wait to watch this i have a wedding that night but i'm gonna find a way and uh you know right now i got a game we're gonna play tip of the tongue with sopranos characters Oh, I was wondering. Is- so for those of you that are listening for the first time or those of you that are listening to the podcast for the first time, tip of the tongue, you just create a category like baseball teams, NFL teams, and me and Michael go back and forth until somebody hesitates and then they're out for that round. This time we're doing Sopranos characters. It could be anybody from the entire show or if you're lucky enough to know who was in the movie this uh, Friday, you can name them too. Oh, I, there's no way I can pull that off. All right, go ahead. Tony Soprano. Silvio. Carmela Soprano. Christopher. Anthony Soprano. AJ. <laughs> No, that's Anthony Soprano. Oh, man. <laughs> Jerk. Sal Bonfacero. Uncle. <laughs> Uncle Junior. Tony Uncle Al. Uh, who is Steve Buscemi's character? Oh, you got I got it. See, I won that one. That, that was Tony Uncle Al. Adriana. Svetlana. Svetlana. <laughs> what was the one-legged girl's name? That's Svetlana. But the no. Oh, and what was the one that uh, ended up with the mayor? Angelica. And- <laughs> Oh, man, because I rewatched the show last year during the uh, pandemic, yeah. and Tony, even though he said he wasn't jealous, went over to the mayor's house yeah. and took out his belt and beat him, like, you know, kind of like, you know, you would get beat back what in the What are you 80s. doing going out with hamburger when picked, you can have steak at home? Yeah, you could have picked any other broad <laughs> in the area. Oh, man, and I, I think at some point I dated the the one that was the, uh, she worked at the, uh, as a used car salesman or a car salesman, you know what I'm talking about? I met her at uh, the Powerhouse Theater at Vassar. She was the good wife. No, 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 that was another one. Oh, jeez. This is the one that hung themselves. Spoiler alert. Ah, oh, man. Well, that's right. Everybody's seen it. Are we doing one more round or are we done? Do you want to do another round? Yeah. Dr. Melfi. Bobby Bacala. Meadow. All right. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm trying to think. Like, Ralphie, I remember. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And uh, who's the guy that got arrested uh, in New York? All I know the, is the that- smoked cigarettes until he had cancer. I forget. Johnny Sack. Johnny Sack yeah. and, uh, and Phil Leotardo, still oh. the best death ever on TV. Can you play like a big crunch sound? That was real crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. Oh, you know, I'm so glad I was dead before The Sopranos. I would have thrown my ashtray at your Uncle Paul. Now, Barbara, you were down in Yonkers. Did you have any uh, mixing mixing it up with the mafia? Well, I, I used to make uh, bathtub gin, babe. Uh, with, the, with the mafia, the Genovese family? I used to use flap as a henchman. All right. Well, Barbara, if you get a chance, check out uh, my uh, my connection to the mafia on Netflix. The Danbury Trasher story. Speaking of that, can you take out my trash? I can't find my son. <laughs> this next song is Spin Doctors, Two Princes for Albert. Uh, Albert's got the big Alzheimer's walk. Again, returning to the walkway over the Hudson on Saturday, October 16th. Register right now at act.alz.org. We are the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
Brothers want to ensure that you don't turn into their producer Breckman this fall. Those leaves are still green. Don't rake them yet. Oh, you again. If you eat that caramel apple, you're gonna lose a tooth. I can take the rest of them out in one fell swoop. Time to gas up the snowblower. Remember 2011? And 1991? And 1987? You have a hot chocolate. I'll have a hot toddy. How about I give you a hot foot? I don't have time for the fall equinox, but if you check back with me at the end of daylight savings time, I should have an extra hour. I can't. I I just can't. My favorite fall outfit is Harvest. Oh, hardy har... Uh, uh, No, don't suck me into it. This weather is unbelievable. You don't have to turn into Breckman this fall. Gourds are on sale next Saturday. Keep listening to the Colvin Brothers. We can help. 100% Classic Z93.
problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued. But I'll repeat myself at the risk of being crude. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, and get yourself free. Ooh, slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. You just listen to me. You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key And get yourself free She said it grieves me so To see you in such pain I wish there was something I could do To make you smile again I said I appreciate that And would you please explain About the 50 ways She said, why don't we both just sleep on it tonight? And I believe in the morning you begin to see the light. And then she kissed me, and I realized she probably was right. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free Or you hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, And get yourself free Slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, stand You don't need to be caught wrong You just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93, and uh, this week we're doing the number show, Paul Simon, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Heading it out to uh, Bob Curcio, living in Richmond, Virginia, and my good friend Matt Blazer. They were both at my house a couple weeks ago, some guys I went to high school with, my best friends from high school, but as often is the case, you you, you lose touch over the years. Uh, Curcio went on to become a pretty major producer. You know that song by Len, Steal My Sunshine, who played it on the show? That's him. Oh, really? He's not Len, but he's the guy that produced it. All right. And the other big one that he did was MGMT Electric Feel. Okay. Yeah. So he's he he had a, a record label out in L.A. called Mush Records. He lived in Japan for a few years, um, and now he's just like trying to decide what his next move is going to be. He's probably going to wind up in Nashville. But we're, we talked about the Sopranos. We played the game earlier. Any HBO show you can name during their heyday of producing their own shows, he was involved with the music. He did uh, Six Feet Under. Sopranos. That's the one that Mom liked. I still have to see that. Is yep. that worth a binge? It's, uh, yeah. It's got. Dexter in it when okay. he before he became Dexter. All right. So uh yeah, so he was he was a big was a pretty deal. Pretty big deal. A very big deal. Very right. big deal. He's one of my best friends ever. And I was really happy to see that he reunited Black Diamond, which they are the band that led me to my career because what happened was it was him, Todd Gugelberger, Will Dahl, and Chip, and they would go around and they would play all the parties uh, when we were juniors in high school. 
this brand new teen club opened at the Castle Racket Fitness Center where I was already working as the maintenance guy. I was like, the, you know, I'd mow the lawn and clean yeah. the toilets. And they they did the opening night. And they're like, Colvin, we can't go on stage without you. And I introduced them. There's video of this. Uh, Todd Kuckelberger's father shot it. And I did such a great job introducing them that I was hired on the spot. And that's how I became a, an MC and DJ. See, you're getting a little knowledge on how Michael started off his career back in the day. And going back in the day, I have to mention this because our brother Christopher, who's no longer with us, was a big Transformers guy. Now, in the 80s, you were either He-Man or you were Transformers. And, you know, Christopher was the guy that got all the Transformers and ended up selling them years later. Um, but a movie came out in 1986 called Transformers the Movie, which killed the main character in a cartoon never done before it was optimus prime i was gonna say optimus prime is uh, is quoted in uh, in the chris brown song transformers yeah they killed him i could transform you know yeah it's nuts and the fact that they killed him they, they had to correct it like a year later on the tv show because there was such a huge outrage imagine killing tony soprano in season one and then having to go throughout the series without tony soprano he never died it just doesn't work and some of the voices leonard nimoy may the force be with you uh, rj orson wells Robert Stack, Judd Nelson, and my man, Scatman Crothers. Love Scatman Crothers. was in that movie. He was not only uh, famous for his role in Chico and the Man, but he was also in Bronco Billy. Billy! There you go. And he got he's the guy that got killed in The Shining. Yes, he did. So that's going out to you, Crunch. So the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army, this is going out to my son, Tanner, turning four this Wednesday. Does he, like, does he dig this song? He, You know what? He likes anything with a little beat. And this okay. has got some beat. And right now, just turn it up on your Z93 dial. We're the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
Hey, can I get your number? E. That's a three, honey. Turn it around. This. 31. Spooky ghost mouse. That's a zero. Snowman. Eight. Two sailboats. 44. 17. No, that's, oh, yes, that is 17. She's good at 17. The Colvin Brothers on Z93. Brothers on Z93, the number show, Humble Pie, 30 days in the hole. Steve Marriott uh, wanted to do something else when the small faces were a little too pop for him. So 
Small Faces became the Faces with Rod Stewart at the helm. Rod Stewart. And uh, Marriott formed Humble Pie with the very young Peter Frampton. And you got 30 Days in the Hole right there. Great blues number. And that's something that we probably haven't featured yet, so there you go. New music that's old. <laughs> yes, that's what we specialize in. I take a lot of pride in our playlist, and when we go back to an hour show starting next week, we'll go back to our 6 o'clock slot. Yeah, There's going to be less music, but you get just as much blabber. I posted uh, the, the, the playlist for our autumn show on this board that I, that I frequent, Steve. Hoffman board and somebody pointed out I was like where's where's Neil Young's Harvest Moon I was like oh man we had to drop a lot we, we blabber too much oh, you know what? it's funny that you brought that up because David Cohen I don't, you listen to John Sterling but David Cohen whenever he's on uh, with Michael Kay on the Yankee games I, I love Cohen and uh, they were talking about the Harvest Moon that was out um, probably a couple of days ago about this point and uh, David Cohen's like can you you know throw some Neil Young Harvest Moon Michael Kay's like that's going to cost the Yes Network quite a quite a bit of coin there Cohen. <laughs> and they got it in for about 10 seconds and oh that's great. awesome but uh, David Cohen the stuff that he dropped it's well, all like references to music that you would enjoy. When I covered the Yankees in the uh, spring of 2000, it was the year after we had done the Yankees song with Vito. Yeah. And it had gotten down to their locker room by way of cassette through Bob Pellegrino, the stadium uh, manager. And so when I covered them, David Cohn and Scott Brocious were singing lines from the song that I wrote with Mark Cooper back to me. My man, Homer Bush. Still, they, they loved that. That was their favorite part of it. That was their favorite part. Yep. Who died today? In 2003, English singer-songwriter, he was a member of Power Station, but you remember him for hits like Addicted to Love. He died of a heart attack at 54. You know him as... Robert Palmer. I was one of the last people to interview him. We had him on the show. I, I got fired August 15th, 2003, so we probably had him on in late July, early August, and he was dead on September 26th. That, that, that shook me. He was, a, he was a wonderful guy. Yeah, only 54 years old. Number two, in 2008, American actor, racing car driver, charity food founder, Paul Newman dies at 83. He filmed Nobody's Fool, if you remember, right here in Dutchess County. Most of it was in Beacon. And if you go on to IMDb, they actually show you all of the locations, including all the hotspots in Beacon back then. Which It know, really was yeah. responsible for turning Beacon into the hipster location that it became. Because up to that point, it was a bit of a dump. And people that, that lived down there are going to admit it. Uh, they, they In the movie, it was known as the Town of Bath. And a very cool thing happened during the filming. Uh, I was on the air in those days with Bob Wolf, Enzo's. And he put out a bounty because, you know, people were, everybody was listening. So we figured somebody in the production crew could help us out. We offered up $500 for anybody that can, then those days cell phones came in a bag and gave you cancer. So anybody that could <laughs> I had get, to use those. Anybody that could get Paul Newman on the phone with us for a, an on-the-spot interview. And a guy came through and this little snippet. I would love to see you and, uh, and Robert uh, get back at it and do a... Uh do another film that shows off both your amazing talents. And decent proposal, too. <laughs> Would Paul Newman sleep with Robert Redford for a million dollars? You betcha. <laughs> was picked up by the Associated Press, and our father was, I, I, he was either in Korea or Taiwan. And uh, the next time that he called home, he told me that he heard about it while he was over there. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a true story. All right, very cool. Maybe you, uh, well, knowing you, you probably have some kind of like article somewhere buried in your attic. About I've got, it. it's not my attic. <laughs> what, it's the man cave. Yeah. There you go. All right, some adamant right now. Goody two shoes for Brian and Stone Ridge. I did a party for them. Fireworks, mechanical bull, dunk tank, bonfire, pig roast. I mean, those are the kind of parties that you live for because you're going to go overtime and you're going to have a good time and you're going to eat like a king. I tell you what, they've been having the, the best parties I've ever had. I've been doing this since 86. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93.
Stay groovy. 
It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93, the number show. Nina 
99 Left Balloons. I love the song. It was a part of the Kraut Rock movement in the early 80s. It started really with David Bowie because he went to Berlin to record Heroes, and there's a German version of that that used to get airplay. We'll probably play it one day. It's called Helden. It's just basically Heroes in German. Maybe just a whole hour on stuff that's German. That We can do that. Yeah. I, 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 I still wish that we could go back to Oktoberfest. That was the best time. <laughs> but uh, you had Nana, you had um, Peter Schilling's Major Tom, which has also got a German version, yeah. and the big one, Falco and After the Fire, Der Kommissar. Uh, I thought we were going to play a little Amadeus. Davis. We can go in that direction, too. So on this show, we talk a lot about the New York Yankees, mm-hmm. and then we also talk about the New York Mets. But we usually you know, give the Mets fans a lot of crap because, let's face it, they haven't won anything since the year 1986, and that's what I want to talk about. On ESPN 30 for 30, it was called Once Upon a Time in Queens. I told Michael to watch it. It was four parts, and you can get it on ESPN Plus if you haven't watched it yet. I know Crunch is probably a big fan of it, and Woody, and all these Mets fans that we're friends with, and Marty, our cousin out in Vegas. The team, okay, I'm going to set this up for you. Davey Johnson came in when the Mets were like really horrible, and he was the AAA manager, and he took over in 1984 with Frank Cashin's uh, New York Mets. They made these trades, they made some free agent signings, and they did some really good draft picks, and this team ended up winning 108 games in 86. It was what some people call the trilogy, because 84, they had 90-something wins. 85, they had something around 90 with wins with the Cardinals right after them, and then they beat the Cardinals, and they went to the series in 86. Yeah, you see this a lot in the NBA, where a team has to kind of earn it like you know Michael Jordan just didn't get onto the court and start winning same with LeBron you have to beat the king and in those days the Cardinals were the king and this documentary not only is you know is great for the the highlights from the games themselves which are tremendous but the cast of characters I'm sorry I want to have a beer with every one of these guys (laughs) and and I don't know if he's in AA now or not but Lenny Dykstra what a wild dude Lenny Dykstra and he was shaking and that's real shakes because he's been on all kinds of drugs and he was incarcerated I don't know if they filmed this in between incarcerations, but this is a guy that like basically went into people's houses after his playing career and stole. Yeah, you know, and he uh, he was the highlight of the show. He had to get let out for Gary Carter's <laughs> funeral, which uh, to this day he's the only casualty from the 1986 uh, Mets. He's the only one that's not still around. So I mean, they could get together with as many reunions as they like, I guess, at this point. But it was very well put together. And what was cool about it, not only because you know the, the 86 Mets are one of those legendary teams, but as you watch the teams that they were playing to get to where they got. Like, you forgot about Mike Scott on the Astros. Who was he was no, a former Met. He was, I, I, I did not realize he was a former Met. I remember the, the baseball card. I remember the controversy about him scuffing the ball. Yeah. They used to call him Mike Scuff. But I think the media just didn't like the Mets, and, and same thing with the league. So, I mean, you saw a close-up of those baseballs. They were definitely messed with. Oh, without a doubt. And they didn't even care. And, I mean, there was a lot of characters that were on there, like trades from, like, Ron Darling, Keith Hernandez and all his cocaine came from the Cardinals, um, Gary Carter, Bobby Ojeda. I mean, the list goes on and on, but Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden, I mean, we had him as Yankees, and it's funny to say that Daryl Strawberry won three rings with the New York Yankees. It really is, and it bothers Mets fans to this day. My favorite Daryl Strawberry memory, I was uh, in the, the the left field bleachers with Vito, as a because when we did the Yankees song, we got all kinds of free tickets. So this was the playoffs in 1998. I want to say Daryl was fighting colon cancer. He was in the hospital. Yes. Uh, I forget who was on the hill. It may have been, it may have been Pettit. I don't know. Or David Wells. Uh, but whoever was pitching... Every time that they recorded a strikeout, there was a guy in the left field stands that hung an authentic Daryl jersey. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And 
I think that it ended up with nine. Like, how did this guy have nine authentic Daryl Strawberry jerseys on hangers? But that's what happened. Maybe it was from stands across the street. One of the cool things, too, was Keith Hernandez. I didn't realize. I mean, I always knew he was a nutcase. He's a guy that would smoke cigarettes in the dugout. Yeah, yeah. He was a guy. Yeah, a lot of people did that back then. He was then. a guy that didn't wear batting gloves. But he called his father in between every at-bat because he was so paranoid uh, that he wasn't living up to his expectations for his father. There's a lot of that and, in, in baseball. Yeah. Daryl Strawberry had that. His father told me he wouldn't amount to I mean, I, we're, we're parents. I... I have, you know, if, if my daughter screws up, I just say, hey, that wasn't right. But I yeah. would never in a million years say anything like that to her. But it was a different time. You know, Frank used to call me spastic and useless. So what yeah. do I know? It was just a great series. I mean, when you got to the World Series and the, the guy with the parachute landing onto the field, you can't do that I wanted, now. I wanted him to be a talking head. I'm like, where's that guy? Oh, he's in jail probably. Yeah. And, and then the smoke bomb in the ninth inning, the Red Sox were one out away and they just blew it. And Gary Carter came up there with his bad knees and all. It was funny because Gary Carter was very squeaky clean. Yep. Keith Hernandez to this day still rolls his eyes like, uh, yeah, he thought he was better than everybody. What, because he didn't curse, he didn't drink? He was a little bit of a Jesus guy. Uh, no, he was He was, He was. was definitely, you, you could argue who the heart and soul was. There's Wally Bachman. There, I love there was Wally Bachman. Didn't, didn't Wally Bachman remind you of our father? Well, He's well, got the fishing poles in every one of his uh, segments. There's a lot of history on that guy. And the one piece of trivia that they didn't include, which kills me, like they, they, four hours I was waiting for this moment. What's the biggest piece of trivia about that World Series that they didn't put in? Oh, uh, the Chicago Cubs uh, batting glove on Bill Buckner? That, that's one, that's a very good point. Okay. Uh, the other one, who was in the who was in the Boston dugout? Who was in the Boston dugout? Tom Seaver. Oh, I forgot he was. Yeah, on they, that team. I, I can I cannot believe they didn't mention it. But, must, they must have cut for time because that was a very big thing. It's like you know, Seaver was in the Boston dugout for that. I think at that point he was kind of towards. Oh yeah, the he end. was done, but he was he was in a, a Red Sox uniform and part of that losing squad. All right, Mets fans, we're going to do this for you. Little roller up along first behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. That's, I mean, if, even if you're not a Mets fan, it's an iconic part of baseball history. We've used it before. Yeah, and you know what? And I've got I've got the uh, the signed photo, the one because Mookie and, and Buckner uh, would go out on tour and they would sign the, that photo together. But the cool thing for Yankee fans, Dwight Gooden actually made it to the parade in 1996. Yes, he in, did. In After it was the same year that he threw a no-hitter, and I listened to that entire game on the radio with our father. Yeah, and, and then why did Gooden miss the parade in 86? A little bit too much of that balloon marching powder. <laughs> well, what a beautiful day for baseball. All right, let's get Metsmerized. There you go, Mets fans. Check it out if you haven't seen it. ESPN 30 for 30, Once Upon a Time in Queens. We're the Coven Brothers on Z93. Come on. Love my girl. She looking good. Come on. One more. Five to one, baby. One and five.
Coleman Brothers on Z93, the number show, Doors 521. Yes, that's famously the music that I've been using since uh, the inception of the Colvin 5 segment where our three kids plus our cousins Vara and uh, Mika yell out the number 5. So 5 to 1 from the Doors. Always good to get the Doors on the radio. All right, what's happening in Mahoney's this week? Right now, Team McCann Band until 7 o'clock. They just played a big show on uh, Halfway St. Patrick's Day, and I saw, you know, I, I, I came on after, and they played till 10, and then I took over. How'd that go? Night. Did you get the whole pipes and drums and everything? That they uh, it was do? a three-man piece, but you know what? I am a sucker for a, uh, an Irish fife, and they had the fife guy. That's all I cared about. They were great. They were wonderful. They always put on a good show at Mahoney's, and you know what? We got the whole schedule for you right now. Football, we talked about before. Mm-hmm. The Falcons and Giants, were, for those of you guys that DVR, we're not going to tell you who won or who lost. But uh, you can guess. <laughs> and the Jets and Broncos are, is starting in uh, probably a couple of minutes. And then tomorrow, Margarita Mondays. You got to love Margarita Mondays. Tuesdays, we get uh, two ways to entertain you. We've got Jazz Night with Ben Basile, and uh, it's a critically acclaimed evening of local jazz musicians improving. And then it couldn't get any more opposite at 10 o'clock. I love DJ Till. And the, the song that I request this week, I always try to pick something uh, obscure. I asked him for the vapors turning jazz. 
Japanese. And uh, he absolutely played it. And speaking of that, uh, Louis Chu was at kickball on Thursday. He was at the. Uh, he comes to karaoke on Wednesday, kickball on Thursday with our friend Woody, the Deep Thoughts guy. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Kickball Thursdays are back 100%. Marist comes in around midnight or so. I'm loving my Thursdays again. Daily specials. Go to Mahoney'sIrishPub.com every single day. They got something delicious for you for lunch and dinner. You want some pork asobuco? Talk to Snape. How about some uh, fresh mozzarella or some grilled veggie wraps? I've been saying it for years. I've been working there 17 years next month. Great food. There's not a bad item on that menu. We got one more song, and uh, I'm going to throw this over to Michael because he's getting in the car to go see these guys. I have not been to a concert since way before the pandemic. I think that the last one I might have experienced was maybe Guster at Central Park, which got rained out anyway. So I'm really pumped. I'm going to be up there in the Z93 tents greeting people as you're walking in. ZZ Top, live at Bethel tonight. And uh, even though LaGrange doesn't have a number in it, the album was Trace Ombres. See what I did there, Brian? And you know what I'm going to do, too? I'm going to test the knowledge of our fans. If you're out there tonight, take a picture with Mad Milk, and I want to post it onto the Z93 page. So as many photos as we can get with Michael, with our listeners, we're going to post it right on the Facebook page. I'm all about it, about it. I also want to send this out to Mike and Maria Donaldson, best neighbors I ever had. Love you guys. Glad you got to sit down low. So make sure you set your timer for next Sunday. Suffer with the Colvin Brothers at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock every single Sunday. And we need to get out of here and start picking out some gourds and pumpkins. It's going to be October on Friday. We're the Colvin Brothers on C93. Rumors spreading round in that Texas town about to shack outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go. That whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls.
The Colvin Brothers Podcast. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 seconds. It's family. Uh, uh, uh.